Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Your world sometimes feels like it's been turned upside down when you're going through divorce. So this episode is for anybody who's about to go through it or is going through it of the legal things you should keep front of mind if you can't keep anything else straight while going through your divorce. Just a top four or three. Hello, Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all doing well today. Yes. yes. And, Mum, this one is a bit of a broad brush stroke of anything, yep. and excuse my voice, everybody, <laughs> of anything that people should maybe keep it keep front of mind while they're going through this tricky time because you're not usually thinking about the legal side of things. You're probably more likely thinking about the logistics of who's going to have the kids and when or where am I going to sleep or where's my stuff or money. You're not really thinking about mm, what's the legal side that I should be considering. Yeah. And, and often we're reacting to stuff rather than um, planning and, and make, making sure our plans are coming to fruition. Oh. We just sort of bounce back when they do something to us, then we do something um, to fix it up or to, you know, whatever that's a really deal good, with. That's a really yeah. good point. And I do, you know, if, if you go through anything in life, if you just are reactive yeah. and just respond to what they do, and that's mm. leading. That's letting them lead the journey. That's right. They they control the whole dialogue. Mm. And a lot of our listeners are, are business people, mm-hmm. I think, and and they have careers. Um, so you know you can't run your life that way. You always got to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. And although it seems a bit calculating in in the heat of the moment, and when you're talking about relationships, you can bet your bottom dollar that most blokes, Mm -hmm. sorry guys, Um, they're strategic in their thinking because they're better at taking the emotion out. Mm. And when it comes to finance and money as well, the research shows women aren't as interested in that or as educated. We're not not teaching people how to use finance and how to think about money in school. So if you have been the one who hasn't been thinking about money, Mm -hmm. you're definitely it's going to be hard to be thinking about money during a divorce when your world's upside down. That's right. So let's get into these things that, like simple things, if you can't think about anything else, at least keep these in mind. But this is not legal advice. This is legal education. education. So please always go and see your own lawyer. This is Australian as well. So if you're listening from overseas, you know, a lot of these things will still be similar in your country, but please always get independent legal advice. Yep, your okay. own legal advice. So mum, number one. Anything you say or do will be or could be held yeah, against you in a court of law. That's right. That's right. Repeated and held against you in a court of law. Mm. So, and it's important to remember not just your spoken words. Mm. Um, it's all we're also talking about social media or emails or text messages or, or Facebook or what anything. you're doing as well. Anything yeah. you do. Yep. So, so the spotlight's on. Yeah. And and look, when you're not when you're not getting divorced, if you're in a happy marriage. You know, sometimes you do stuff up parenting wise or well, you swear at we your all partner <laughs> or you know, there's you have an outburst and all of that sort of stuff. That happens in normal families. But this is spotlights on, we're looking at you with a micro microphone? No. <laughs> microscope. A microscope. And if you've got an ex who is manipulative and controlling and wants to change the narrative, they're going to jump on every single little thing you do that could indicate anything. So mm. so what kind of things do people need to keep in mind legally? Okay. Uh, one would be be careful 
if your ex knows you well, that they're not pushing your buttons mm. to get that reaction. Um, in other words, they can push the buttons all they like. You need to dial back your reactions because, again, they're running the agenda. And what happens, what happens if, if you do react, say right at the beginning of mm. your relationship, ex uh, breaking up and you just blow at them and say, I can't believe you did this mm-hmm. to me, you did this to me, you did this to me, and you just lose your nana and in text or words and they video it or whatever. What, what can a family court do with that? Sometimes an unscrupulous other partner can raise that as evidence that you're unstable, you've got mental health problems, you're abusive. Mm. But the reality might be or is usually the court comes in kind of at that stage, right, and it could be months or even a year after separation they come in, they look back at that, they don't realise that that's probably the culmination of a long breakup of your marriage Mm. and there might have been altercation on both sides but you'll never catch the other person recording them denigrating you and when they know they're recording, they are very careful with their words mm. and and so they can catch you up. So uh, you, you have to make a point. If someone's done that and if they've caught you having an outburst or, or that actual scene where it's the breakup of the relationship, a couple of things, go and get some counselling, whether you need it or not, just so you've got a certificate to say, I'm, I'm dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also need to put some context around it. Yeah. Now, if you've done something by putting something explosive on the social on social media, even liking something, mm. um, I've seen that attached to an affidavit in court. Wait, wait. So they didn't even post it; they just liked it. Yes, and that was attached to an affidavit yes. in court. Holy. Yes, to show the support. Do you know the scrutiny on people going through divorce is almost as much as the scrutiny on a politician mm. <laughs> and or movie stars, movie stars, or president of the United States? Mm. And it's it's really weird because I think some of the stuff that goes on, particularly uh, with an abusive partner, is very alien to Mm. the person sitting on the bench, the judge or the registrar. They can't even imagine a life like that. So Mm. they- So they don't understand the the reaction. Yeah. And I think they could be a little bit out of touch. Mm. I think I've told you about about that certain judicial officer who- allegedly said, I find it hard to believe in this day and age a house doesn't have a dishwasher. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. people are, you they're know. They're out of touch. They, they can be. So yeah. they are they are normally a particular, they've had a particular sort of education, particular mm. experiences in partnerships, and sometimes what you're going through is. Completely different. Completely different. Okay, so what about, so that's saying things and losing your nana. And, but what about if you agree, okay, right at the beginning, I promise I won't touch a super, I promise mm-hmm. I promise I won't go for anything, I'll leave it, I just want to get out of here, mm-hmm. I want, I'm sick of you, I'm leaving. Can that be used in court? Yeah, it can be. It's not binding usually. Mm. And that that nicely fits into to our next reason or next thing you need to think about. Um, and that is start as you mean to go on. If it's not too late, mm. um, put some things in place so the kids are seeing you and seeing perhaps the other party if that's what should be happening. Uh, yeah, get- just wait. Woo up. Go back. Woo up. So, but, but, so say someone's messaged somebody or they've said it. Yep. Can, can they say to a court, oh, well, she said she wouldn't touch my super or he said he wouldn't uh, go for 50-50 custody. Is that... 
do judges or family courts go, oh, okay, well, then in that case, because she said or he said that, then we won't mm. go for that? Do you know, that's probably why I skimmed over it so quickly because absolutely not. Okay. Everyone said, oh, well, that was when she, they didn't have legal advice or that was be- with the previous solicitor or now they've changed their mind, they've hardened their heart, they want what's fair. Mm. Um, mm. Sometimes a manipulative and controlling person will extract those promises from you during the marriage when you think everything's going okay. And the most common example, I say I'll be interested to see if any of our listeners have this, is if their partner's been married before, Mm -hmm. their partner will say, oh, she took all my super and nearly every, I walked away with nearly nothing, you know, and you say, oh, darling, I would never take your super. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not binding. It's okay. not binding, so please don't worry about that. Okay. Um, and it, unless you've actually signed a consent order or a financial agreement, mm. any little bits of paper, they're evidence only of what they're writing about. But I did, I do think legally it won't matter, but mm. in a fight with your ex, if you have said that little nugget of gold at the beginning mm. or you've agreed technically to 50-50 mm. but you've changed your mind, when you go to mediation or things like that, it can be harder to yes. solve. Is that right? It's very hard to shift them. Yeah. yeah their, their expectation was 50-50 and then if you go into court uh, in, in there and you go, no, really, I need 70, I've had legal advice, 70-30, they'll feel doubly betrayed even though they probably set you up. Mm. Um, and it's very hard to – we've got to lower their expectations, which is – hard to do. So really what you're saying is it's best until you've had legal advice and had a really good think about it, even though your world's being turned upside down, woo up on saying, Mm. oh, okay, I promise I won't do that or anything like that. I want to wait till I get some advice. That's right. You say something like, oh, look, you know, that I, I wouldn't probably object to that, but I have to get some legal advice first. Or I hear where you're coming from and it was really terrible that your ex did that to you, um, but I need to get some legal advice before I make those promises, mm. okay? Mm. Um, and, and so don't, just don't be guilted into it. Yeah. And that happens most if you're feeling guilty, if you're the one who said that marriage is over mm. or if you're the one that has maybe had a an extramarital affair, whatever. Some of those things are set out of guilt. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get into what you were starting to talk about was, yes. how do, you know, your stuff. That's something that a lot of our members, our listeners, they come up to to this moment and they miss it. The, they miss it. They, they miss the chance. They do. So what is this chance that we want all our listeners to know about mm. and keep in their front of their mind right at the beginning or as their world's being turned upside down because you're not already doing a million things? What is that thing we want them to know? We want them to know that the court doesn't do furniture fights. Yeah. Um, the stuff that's really important to you, uh, your wedding presents from your mum or, or your mum's ashes or whatever it is. Um, books, scrapbooks, books, movies. Crafts. Pop figures. Crafts, anything that you really can't replace. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, it might be your childhood desk. Just any of those things you can't replace, you need to take them with you okay. when the chance comes up. And that includes pets? Yes, okay. if they're registered in your name or if they're in joint names. Okay, um, you because know. we've noticed a lot of people have yes. left and now they can't get their puppy or their cat or their fish or their salamander or their plant. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's yeah. a horrible situation, but you want mm. anyone to know. 
take it and run. Take it and you can always give it back. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, and for dogs, anyone who listens to us a lot will know I'm an absolute dog lover. So um, I feel for you with that, you mm. know, but the court just sees them as chattels and they actually they're a diminishing value thing. Because, but people are paying a lot more for them these days, and they're not sort of something that's left outside. They're they're fur babies. So, Mm. yes. uh, So, if you can, I think a planned exit is always helpful. Yeah. Uh, You know, so that those things don't become a problem later on. So, basically, you've got to assume the court doesn't care about your furniture or your stuff or your pets or that sort of stuff. So, you need to make sure when you have the opportunity to do it, you do it. it. And that's like if you're in the back bedroom at your sister's place, see if you can rent a storage unit or find someone with a shed and go around and get your stuff. If it's safe, guys, only if it's safe. Mm. Um, Sometimes you can take the police around to get your stuff, but, but often, a person like trying to keep you on side won't be a problem to you. Oh, you can get your stuff later. I'll look after it. I won't do anything with it. And then they get shirty, perhaps when you tell them you're not going 50-50 anymore. Mm, mm. And and um, I've seen a couple of things over the years. I've seen sheet music that someone really loved that disappeared. I've seen um, bicycles, expensive bikes. Trophies. Vantage, yep. Trophies, craft projects, yeah. things, something a bit tapestry you've been working on for years or mm. whatever it is, disappears, you yeah. know, the laptop goes, the iPad so, goes. So legally you are allowed to take it? Yeah, if it's yours, you can take it. Okay. And if it's joint, you can take it. Okay. Don't take anything from a business, and this is general advice only, don't take, take anything belongs to a company. If Generally, if it's joint and you take it, you, it might as well be with you than with the other person if it's joint. There's a presumption still prevalent in the cases where the majority of women, a majority of people trying to get extra money or get their stuff is women mm. because there's a, the men assume they can have it. It's theirs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really sad. So, yeah. okay, so listening to all of those people yeah. <laughs> in your spare time, rent somewhere, get a friend to come around and help yep. you and try and do it all in one go. If you can, if you can. Because you don't want it to become a an ongoing saga or mm. a drama. And with domestic violence. Yes, just be careful. Mm. Look, the other, the converse is also true, Laura. If you're in a you're in the house and your ex leaves, mm-hmm. get them to come and get their stuff mm-hmm. if you can. If they don't want to get their stuff and they want to leave it in the house, that that does two things. One, it um, makes any children you've got feel like nothing's really changed. It also makes you feel like nothing's really changed, and it makes feel like they've got a chance to come back. Well, then they do. They yeah. keep coming in. I've got my stuff in there. I have. To, I've got to come and get this. I've got to come and get that. Mm. And so I, I like to recommend to my ladies if you're staying in the house and you know you're going to be perhaps buying your partner out, mm-hmm. collect their stuff. Tell them when it's available. Or ask them to tell you when they want to collect it and that if they don't collect it within so many days, it could be two weeks, three weeks, you're going to box it up and put it in the shed or put it in the garage or and if put you it can at afford, their mother's. If you can afford a garage, go and get yeah, one, give yeah. them the key, or but then you have to keep paying till they take it That's out. That's a problem. But if you know where their mum lives, you can yeah, just box this it all up. General advice only. <laughs> but you'll have an idea. Like, I mean, it really does need to go, you yeah. know, unless they are completely skint and can't afford to put it anywhere you know you in those need movies corral it you know those movies mum where you see people <laughs> throw it out on the at the window yeah. take your clothes and their undies actually it happened in the barbie you have movie to have a balcony, in the barbie it? movie um <laughs> Ken was throwing her clothes out 
and it was like it had stopped midair. It was a jacket, and it was like 1975, such a Barbie oh. jacket. And then the next one would go out and it'd be like 1982, such and such. Oh. So, so you can't do that. That would get you in trouble. It generally, gets you in trouble. Yes. Okay. All right. um, but a civilized exchange is the way to go. Okay. Sometimes people use a mutual friend. So your aim really is to not have any reason for them to keep coming back. Yes. Um, so you get rid of their stuff, and if you've moved out. Um, I don't mean get rid of it, gosh, but no. give it somewhere else. It, it needs to be preserved, mm. right, until mm. the final hearing somehow. What if and, they can't? If they can't get it? What if What if they can't go and get their stuff? What yeah. if What if they know it's not safe and they've just got to Oh, leave? you mean uh, the, our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Um, generally, if you get a domestic violence order, um, the police will come with you to collect your stuff and you can ring the police, in, I think, in all the states and say, I need to collect my stuff, but I need someone with me to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't usually have to have gone as far as um, having a domestic violence order. Right. Yeah, so get your little ducks in a row and be ready. Know where you're going to be able to store it. If you don't have their buy-in to picking up their stuff, mm-hmm. try and try and box their stuff up and have it down down yeah. under their house. Um, and then ch- you need to change the locks. I always say that. Yeah. Or put barrel bolts on the inside. Give yourself some privacy and security. And it, it is your place now if you're staying there, mm. you know. Well, and it can't it- be good for psychologically if you're in the house, you've got all, your, all his stuff there and all her stuff there and you're just walking yeah. past it every day. It wouldn't be a good feeling it- to get help you get through the next step. That's right. Even if you still love them, mm. you know, you need that sort of, division everyone knows it's not really over until the house either sells or you move out of the house like psychologically it feels like you're still connected Mm. and it's a constant reminder of your past Mm. your joint past yeah so when you move confidently into the future you either have to really put your stamp on the place that was joint put it back to being yours um or you need to have your gear so when you get your own bigger place Mm -hmm. if you're still in the back bedroom at your sister's um that you've got your things with you so stuff matters but not to the court so just remembering that's what you've got to do you know and it's something that maybe people aren't thinking about again because you're probably thinking about your kids you're probably thinking about work work and how's this all going to happen so yeah so definitely keep that in your front of mind did you want to know a couple of ways to sort out furniture sure that the court sometimes has sort of used okay um one way the most brutal way is sell the lot divide the money yeah another way is for one of you to prepare two lists roughly equal of what furniture and stuff there is yeah and then get the other person to choose one list to keep and you keep the other one so that the incentive for you is to keep those lists even yes and the incentive for them not to complain is they get to choose which one and then that kind of draws the draws the line there problem solved so like microwave on this one air fryer on this list yeah kettle on that one list toaster on this list okay well that's a great and you can take that initiative you can be Mm proactive instead of reactive and do that list yourself even and just be like you can say i've done two lists which one do you want yeah yeah can you just take it all sometimes it just slips under the radar because uh, the court doesn't do furniture fights but they add furniture in Mm. into the 
balance sheet into the spreadsheet working out what property there is available. So if you keep the lot, it won't be valued at its insurance value. It's not going to be $30,000 or $40,000 worth unless you've got some wonderful antiques. It's usually going to be what you would get secondhand, say, on Facebook or at an auction. And then it may... It becomes off your share. Yeah. So keeping it is an option, but not if they're going to say it's worth a small fortune, in yes. which case you go, okay, well, you, yeah, can you have, have it. it and I'll, I'll um, count I'll you as having 40000 <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Number three, and this is a really important one, and we've talked about this before, but I think I want to get this into anybody who's got their world upside down and they're just, they just don't really want to deal with the legal side of things. What's the one thing they should do is, and you say it's start as you mean to go on. What do you mean by that? You know you could find us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. We're there waiting for you right now. If you want to get more out of The Divorce Course, all you have to do is go to The Divorce Course Podcast at Facebook or TikTok or The Divorce Course on Instagram. There we share bite-sized pieces of information and bite-sized inspiration and motivation to help you through this difficult time. Come and join our community and let us know you've joined. We'd love to see you there. What's the one thing they should do is, and you say it's start as you mean to go on. What do you mean by that? I think it's a little nod to um, the Covey method, Stephen Covey, I think it is. I have no idea who that uh, is. Yeah, he used to, one of the things he said was start as you mean to go on. And what we mean is uh, at the beginning um, when those micro decisions are being made, like who's going to pick the kids up tomorrow we've had a big blow up and it's all over or again you're back in your sister's back bedroom <laughs> start having time with your children mm-hmm. uh, now no matter how your circumstances are you can always see them out at a park or take them out to dinner or whatever but don't let the other person get the, the jump on you with having the kids in their their care for a long time before you actually get to court mm. because the court looks at the history since separation and that sometimes is the determinator for them as to what, what happens in the future. So mark your territory first, early. With the kids, do the things with the kids, stay involved with their school, their, their medical and all of that. And with your stuff, take that with you, like we've said, with your wages, get that into a separate account and just... Try and keep a vision in your mind, maybe a little vision board, sounds Mm -hmm. a bit tacky, but maybe, of where you're going to be in 12 months' time Mm. and what steps, make sure the steps that you're taking today serve the future you and aren't aren't still stuck in the old habits. So basically when it comes to kids, basically what you're saying is if if you don't, like so, yep, you're living in your sister's back room, mm. you've left, you love the kids, maybe you were the primary carer, mm. but for the next three months you're just trying to get over the fact that you've been through hell and you don't see the kids very often and then you get to court and they say, well, Your Honour, she hasn't seen the kids mm-hmm. for the last three months. So we want to start her off at a contact centre because I haven't seen her for a while and then that's just two hours a fortnight and then or whatever a week and then gradually build up. But what you've done is kind of surrendered the the higher ground, so to speak. Mm. Um, you've, you've made a kind of a precedent of the kids staying with the other parent. Right. So if you're, you'll want to continue to be involved, yeah. um, then you need to, no matter how your living circumstances are, just make it happen. And, mm. and I think a lot of people are very child-focused and they say, oh, look, my place isn't really good for them at the moment. Um, I'll wait until I've got somewhere better for them to sleep. No, no, don't do that. Yeah. The kids will be happy to see you, even if they're sleeping 
on mattresses on the floor, honestly, yeah. or if they've got to share a bed. So what's what's status quo in eyes of the court? Yeah, so status quo, it means obviously the situation that is. That's I think that's Latin. Okay. Not just a, I not, didn't know that. Not just a band from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> there you you go. probably didn't know that either. No, no, no I didn't. Some of our listeners will. Uh, yeah, so status quo is just what has been happening. Right. So it, before the amendments uh, to the Family Law Act, Thank you, Mr. Dutton. Uh, 2006, <laughs> the ones that we're just overturning now, yes, uh, which is the ones for the law in 2006 changed it to say that equal shared parental responsibility is the default position and equal time uh, is almost the default position. Before that, the court used to go, well, what's in the best interests of the children? Oh, well, they're used to being in this situation. Let's just leave them there until we've got time to find uh, to have a full inquiry into what's going on, have a proper trial. So what have they been doing up till now? That's the status quo. Right. Well, and there was a really strong emphasis on leaving the status quo, the situation that is, so that the children don't get, go through too many transitions. You know, mm. we're going to hear this matter properly and when we properly reach a decision, then if the kids have to change what time they spend with one parent or another, it's only once and it'll be at that time and we won't be making stabs in the dark trying to work out what's best for these kids. We're going back to that which is, uh, well, not to status quo, but best interests of the children. When you say we're going back to that, that's once the legislation's passed, yes? Yes, it is, but it's, yep. But But it's it's not passed yet. Well, it's passed the lower house Mm -hmm. as the time of recording this. Okay. uh, And the joint bipartisan Senate committee, that is both the uh, Liberal and Labor people, have agreed that it should go through in the Senate. They're still probably tweaking some words. Right. But I think the removal of the presumption of equal shared time, equal shared parental responsibility, equal, equal shared time, is going to be off the books and we'll go back to really focusing on what's best interests of the children. And that's why having a status quo where the kids aren't seeing you much it could become really important in the future. So, you know. So definitely make sure you yep. are stepping up, you're mm-hmm. being a parent, you're mm. involved in their activities, you're turning up to events, you're taking them to things, you're, you're being a parent. Yep, that's at right. The, at, the, at the level you want or you see is best for the kids moving forwards. And, and, yep, and that's going to be superhuman because you're going through in your mind the loss <laughs> yeah. of a relationship yes, uh, and all of this, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, going in the back of your mind. What the heck am I going to do? Yes. but yeah. So these things that we're talking about, Laura, are things to keep kind of like an overlay or in front of mind, mm. no matter what else is happening, if you just hit these sort of four points, we've got one more to go, uh, then you will be doing uh, yourself a service and it when when the emotion dies down you'll be really glad you did these things yeah 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 okay so what about property how do you status quo or start as you mean <laughs> to go on with property because I'm telling you right now I think we can't do the same story as we did with parenting look at the future and look how you want it to be then and start now with with property looking at the future <laughs> you're definitely not going to be living at that level if you've no. lost half an income so, yes, yeah, so start as you mean to go on with property. 
means you own your own stuff. You get your own account, get your wages into that. You, you're businesslike about paying any joint debts, keep records, and tailor your budget. I'm sorry, guys, because it's so expensive mm. um, to live these it's days. insanely expensive. Oh. I watched this thing the other day. That there were these people who did TikToks and they would show you how much they could buy for, for $100. Yes. And... Um, there's a there's a difference between the one they did last year and the one they've done this year, and it used to take up the whole it's kitchen groceries, bench. Yeah. yeah, and now it's just like seven things. Yeah, we're all going to have to go back to having veggie packs. I nearly di- well, I nearly died paying ten dollars for a bag of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, we understand that it is super yeah, hard. It's hard, but you're saying that you just have to for the moment. If, yeah, if it's for the moment, not rely on your ex. Try not to rely on your ex unless to pay a bill. Unless, unless it's spousal. It's the, yeah, unless it, well, unless it's the only way you can get them. So uh, uh, get the money. Mm. <laughs> so sometimes a manipulative and controlling person will want to pay your rent, for instance, but only to the rent, only to the landlord, and only if you live in this certain house. So they like kind of mm. controlling you. You might do that for a while because it suits you, but better off if the choices are coming up like that. He, he may say or she may say, "I'll pay your rent." Well, could you just give me the money instead, and I'll manage my own finances Mm, you know i'll mm. just give me that so try not to have them controlling you going forward you're going to be an autonomous individual financially and you're going to be financial superstars i'm sure of it Mm. and you'll all be saving and and trying to work out how to how to make this work but but um at this stage in the beginning you're going to have to be very budget conscious Mm. and watch what your dollars are and and cut you know like you can't cut down food much but you might be some people are choosing to go to one of the big bulk supplying supermarkets rather well, than your standard ones. Well, maybe ones. you don't need all the streaming services. There are a lot of subscriptions people get subscribed to that they forget. Forget, absolutely. Go through your bank statements, yeah, guys. have a look and see what you subscribe to. But I, I guess when it comes to that, being able to financially be independent and not relying mm. on your ex can be so hard. But you can ask for spousal maintenance. But yeah, if they're trying to dish you money out, you ask them, "Hey, I would rather just you give me the money." Yes, and then I can. I'll manage it. Yeah, and yeah. and the, with child support um, as well. Uh, don't be guilted into saying I won't be going in for child support. Get your child support. Apply to the agency if you want to. If you know, or at least calculate. Guys, go on and use the calculator and work out what you might be getting mm. and see. Uh, if you say no to, to child support, it's not for you. It's for the kids. But when you get child support, you don't have to put it in somewhere and say, oh, I'll use that for the kids Christmas and school. No, you're you're providing a home for the children, you're paying extra electricity, mm. extra water. Uh, you can't just go and live in a caravan somewhere that with a little tiny caravan. You've got to have at least a big enough caravan to fit the kids in. You can't ride a motorbike everywhere. You've got to have a car. Yeah. So there are extra expenses just having extra little bodies yeah. around. Uh, on, a so note, it, yes. on a positive note. On a positive note. On a positive note. I guess if you, because you're living really quite small while you're sorting out the mm. property um, and you might not be able to save money, that's a good thing because even if you save, like I, I you know we've had <laughs> right. members who've saved, like, and I did it. I saved and saved and saved and I was like, I'm independent now. I'm on my own. I'm going to do this. And then I had to share it anyway at yes. the end in property settlement. So yes. just be aware that, you know, it's, yes, it's, budgeting's hard, but do that, but don't start trying to make yourself a little nest egg before property settlement is over. Absolutely. Because otherwise you're just going to have to give them half. You just have to share it, yep. 
That's right. Which is, which is, it's not me, I'm not saying be deceitful. I'm saying, look, instead of foregoing getting the kids new school shoes, get mm. the kids new school shoes because otherwise you're not, you're not going to be able to afford it when you give him half or yep. her half. Because people are saying a lot, I've heard them say, oh, if only I'd known that, I would have done yeah. this, I would have done that. I would have gone on a holiday. I would have yeah. bought, I would have bought them new school shoes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know your, your grandma, she, she put four shillings a month into an education fund for the children when they were little. Yeah. And she told me um, that it was really hard to do without that four shillings, yes. which is about like 80 cents. guy. <laughs> um, but uh, she said that when she got the money, mm. uh, you were, you were just born when she got the money. Uh, it bought her a lounge suite <laughs> and it was supposed to put the kids through through Mama. education at uni. And she gave me a little talk and said, Don't, I wish I hadn't done that. Then She said I had to make all those school uniforms to scrape that four oh, shillings. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there you go. So, like, yeah. yes, become financially independent. Yes, be sav- savvy. Yes, go and see a financial advisor. Go and see an accountant. Mm. Get your get your systems get ready. Get your systems ready. Yeah. And get an understanding of where the money comes in and where it goes out. Um, mm. Like we always talk about Pedro. That yeah, Pedro Marin. Yep. He's done some great episodes uh, at the beginning with yes. us. I'll put a sh- link in the show notes to figure that out. Yep. But once you guys see them, yeah, get your head around it. But remember, until property settlement, anything you make, anything you save is going to be shared. Yep. Sadly. So, maybe. Yep, usually. Usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah, which um, is really sad. Well, you can understand the court's point of view. I understand. I understand. Because if they didn't say, and we've got case law out the ear holes Mm. saying, and finally, last one was Woodland and Todd, the the time to work out the value of the property is at the time the order is being made. Yeah. And so whilst you may say, I've saved that up, I saved that up, Your Honour, it's my $10,000, well, yes, it's a contribution on your behalf, but you probably won't get the whole 10000 back. You might get a 1% or 2% depending on the property pool. Has there ever been an argument in property settlement, oh, we, we shouldn't give that person too much because they're bad with money? Yes. <laughs> really? I heard that in front of uh, Judge Coates once. Okay. So, it, yeah. it, so, like, what if they're a really bad gambler or something and you just say, well, look, I don't, I'd rather not give half my money because they're a bad no, gambler, the, the court doesn't care. No, because under under our like our I suppose it's not really under our constitution. It's just a human right, yeah, that you can do with your money what you will. Yeah, and so the court doesn't go, oh, we're not giving it to you because you're dodgy with your money. Yeah, the court goes, here you go. Yeah, good luck. Um, have your share, and you you might know in your heart that your ex is going to sort of you know, gamble it away or buy some, buy something fancy and mm. waste the money, that's for him or her to do. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you, our listeners, are going to be sensible. Yes, <laughs> because you're going to set yourselves up for your financial yes. future. And if you've got to get a car, so we, we really don't want you, like, relying on the other person for any longer than you absolutely have to. Yeah. So um, if you've got to get a car, if there's only one car between the two of you and you don't get a car, Put on a turn till you get a car, or get yourself a little run around yep. car, or borrow one from your family. Yeah, just so that you can wake up in the morning and your first thoughts aren't what a you know what, what an awful situation do? I'm in. How am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to get the kids to school? All right, so amicable. Yep. Is there anything else that they need to have legal front of mind while they're going through this crazy divorce journey? I think with amicable, if front of mind is it might not last. 
the amicableness, yeah. <laughs> amicability, might not last. So get that sorted down in, on paper properly through the courts and get the orders made yeah. before they change their minds. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you should listen to consent orders. It's not rocket scientists. Yeah, science. Rocket science. <laughs> yes. Not scientists, but science if you want to learn how to do that. Number, uh, so what about avoidant uh, when it comes to legal front of mind? Yeah. So, again, you'll just have to take the running on that. If they're avoidant, uh, then you're not likely to be tricked into doing something wrong. Mm. So you'll just be dealing with yourself. Um, you don't have to manage them. Okay. okay. Do as much as you can yourself. Yeah. And that will be from your own position, getting your wage paid into your own account, organising a, a payment for the mortgage from that, or if you're still paying any of the mortgage. And the avoidant person is just going to have to look out for themselves. So, no, nothing special in that. Yeah. You're probably going to be the person that has to box up all their stuff. Oh, yes. yes. And probably drop it around to their mums yeah. or wherever he tells you to drop it around. Okay. I've seen that. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, and an avoidant person, like I think I've said before, is often – Having struggling emotionally and mm. mentally with the breakdown. So you've got to know where you can sort of push it a bit and when to ease up yeah. and let them deal with their emotions. Mm. Yeah. What about high conflict? Uh, what kind of – which which areas have we talked about do they really need to focus oh, on? Oh, I think the uh, anything you, you say can and will be used in a court of law. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and particularly uh, it's very unconscionable, but sometimes they only put in your responses, not what they said to start mm. with. <laughs> or or maybe pick out bits. that. So, yes. I, you know, that the, the lesson that I was taught as a child was to sandwich a negative thing between two positives. Yes. So yes. writing something. So when you're communicating with them, if you want to be like, well, hey, I really appreciate how you did that. Yeah. Now co-parenting is going great. But, and then whatever you're going to write, yeah. and then sandwiching it again. But they might just take out the but yes. and put that bit in and leave the rest out. So yes. you need to be aware yeah. whatever you write. Yeah. Or they may write to you and say, and for I'll never, ever, ever forgive you for what you've done. And you might say, and I'll never forgive you. And they just put that bit in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So be really careful yeah. with what you write. Well, yeah. Just be very thoughtful. And if it's like drunk texting if you're really angry yes don't do it don't press send yeah uh, leave it till the next morning you know yeah. and be very wary of doing stuff late at night when you're a bit emotional mm. uh, one thing is the other person oh, in high conflict they won't but the avoidant person anything you do to try to sort of get things rolling mm. uh, they may see that as an encouraging sign that you might be getting back together again oh gosh so you yeah you have to be clear but firm with them yeah high conflict just be aware that everything will be in writing and don't expect too much cooperation. So everything might very well be taken in front of a judge and yeah. they're going to leave out the bit that they, they did. Can and do. that takes it to the manipulative and controlling. Yeah. I mean, manipulative probably will do that too. Mm. But I guess maybe the main points that the takeaways is don't be don't relying rely on, on them. them. Yeah, don't rely on them for money. Uh, it's a, It just feels terrible. And, and I call it good girl, bad girl, mm. so that – uh, you haven't got say say you haven't got a, an order for spouse maintenance and you aren't going through the child support agency, but your ex is doling out the dollars for you mm. as weeks go by, and then you do something they don't like, and they might just be a few days late mm. with it, or they might halve it, or you know the minute you so you to keep the income coming because you haven't got um, pension and you haven't if you haven't got pension you haven't got child support to keep the income. Coming, you're working on egg, walking on eggshells mm. because if you upset them, 
you know You're that they trouble. could either withdraw it completely or mm. make it a few days late mm. at all times. So, yes, so that's really hard with mm. manipulative and controlling. And and also they would be classics at misrepresenting things you say or interpreting things as being about them when it's nothing to do with them mm. or trawling through, finding what you've liked, what what Facebook pages you've liked True. or, or even, comments you've I liked. I think also it would be important to note that if they're manipulative and controlling, they might maybe trick you and say hey I notice you're really struggling do you want me to look after the kids for a little while yep. and you'll be like oh wow he's never or she's never done pick up and drop off she's never done any of this before totally I'd love you to mm-hmm. but really what they're doing is setting up that status quo for them they're setting it up for them they're yep. rewriting history mm. um, yes and and again if you let them do it a few times I've seen people who um, have signed They've gone through and altered, this is the case, with their signing in and out of daycare, mm. uh, the parties had the same initials and so the person just added the rest of their name on the last initial and then said, look here, look at all the times I've been picking the kids up from daycare. Oh, so, yes, that's really awful. Okay. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff is used in court. Mm. Like oh, yes. The pickup registry. And yeah, and it's so hard to argue against it because mm. you know in in my here's a little secret in 36 okay. years <laughs> i have um from time to time come across things where my client is adamant it is not that person's signature mm. uh, or not their signature and we there are handwriting experts who can give uh, proper professional expert evidence from the witness box but i have never used them i've okay. never had to use them okay. because Ultimately, uh, you'll trick that a person who's that dodgy will do something else usually, and the court just then doesn't believe what they say. But they're there, you know. And one, who knows? I may still use one one day. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's they wow. do use those things. So, Ugh. or they or they get the um, receipts from things from you mm. uh, to say, oh, you know, I just want to check. Are we making these payments? And then they next that to their affidavit and say, I made all these payments. <gasps> Okay. Wow. You guys are in for a nice ride. Um, (laughs) You should definitely, if that's you that are dealing Mm. with a manipulative control, listen to our Narcissus Playbook. Yes. Um, That one is a really good one to give you a bit of a heads up of these kind of behaviours. Maybe we need to do a part two because I've never heard of those ones, Mum. Yes. Well, but it fits in our Narcissus Playbook list. Mm. Number one, they tell lies. They do. They do. I've heard a lot of that from our members. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mum, for your time. I hope that anybody who's listening today, like it's hard to say try and keep this front of mind while you're doing a million things, but, you know, you probably were a plate spinner. I always think of it as a plate spinner. Yeah. You know, you're spinning the the school drop-off, you're spinning the job, you're spinning the homework, you're spinning chores and probably hopefully your health and mental health and stability. Now you just got another plate to spin, and it's the legal side. Yes, it's it. it that's a very good analogy, Rose. Keeping yeah. all those plates going. Yeah. So just yes. got to add a little another plate just for a short amount of time. Yes. And it's... and it'll help. And if and if you have to write it down, just write start as you mean to go on somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I think that's right. I think it's the, and don't rely on the other person for as long as you need to. Mm. Furniture fights. And don't forget your frequent flyer points. Oh, yes. That's often argued over. Yes. Um, and anything you say. Yes. Or, or write. <laughs> can be used <laughs> can in court. Get, can be used yes. against you. Yes. Even if you just like a post. Yep. 
if you've got a person who's vigorous enough on the other side. So you kind of, it's like a little overlay of your mind, over your mind. Mm. So although you're spinning all those plates, um, maybe it's the glasses you're looking through. Well, okay. So, you know, in the old days, they used to say, imagine your mum's going to read this. So maybe you change that to imagine a judge is going to see this, see the your behavior at changeovers, see the way you write to your Mm co-parent, see when you're picking up kids and dropping them off or see how you're spending and and using the money or or getting, you know. So so just imagine, okay, everything from now until settlement could be in front of a judge. And, and you know, they'll never, uh, no one will ever bring to the judge's attention the times that you were wonderful at changeover or Mm. the times that you wrote respectfully. Mm. Uh, They'll only bring to the court's attention the bad ones. And if you have enough little ones that kind of a little bit off, mm. it starts to build up a, 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 a complexion, yes. Mm. And, of course, they know they're, they're being strategic. They're not doing anything that mm. you can put your finger on. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. be careful. This is more like trusting and honest people. They don't realise this is going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you so don't think careful. manipulatively, you no. don't know what you're in for until it's too late. It, yeah, it gives you the irks to think about it, yes. doesn't it? Yes. But, you know, it's self-defence. Self-defence. <laughs> or maybe we should call this legal divorce self-defence. Maybe no, we it should. It might be taken in the wrong way. Yes, it might be. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mum, so much for your time. No and worries, Hang Tom. in there, everybody. You got this. Go and write it down and, and keep yourself legally defended. All the best, guys. Bye-bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.